It's no secret that real estate is one of the best investment vehicles out there. But with all the current uncertainty, how do we know when and where to put our hard-earned money to work for us? It's easy to become distracted by that shiny object or the quote-unquote next best thing. So how do we determine which strategies will best align with our financial goals? Whether you're an active real estate entrepreneur, a passive investor, or looking to get into real estate investing, our goal is to provide investors with the insights and strategies to build our portfolios all while protecting our capital. I'm Danny Nichols. And I'm Chris Thompson. This is the Two Smart Assets Real Estate Investing Podcast. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the show. This is the Two Smart Assets Real Estate Investing Podcast. I am your host, Danny Nichols, here once again with my co-host, Chris Thompson. Hey, what's going on, dudes? Good to see you, bro. Good to see you too, man. Hey, you know what? Today's uh, show was pretty fantastic. It's a new topic that we haven't talked about yet, but uh, super excited. Tell the listeners what we're talking about today. Uh, so today's guest is Susan Elliott. You know, and after a decade spent as a whitewater kayak instructor, a raft guide, and an adventure traveler, followed by some time spent as an engineer, Susan finally found real estate investing. She then soon found the little known world of value-add note investing and two rock star partners. Today, Susan educates her investors about the wealth building and positive impact of notes and how adding note investing to a real estate portfolio can really help diversify and mitigate risk. Today, Susan educates investors about the wealth building and positive impact of notes and how adding note investing to real estate portfolio can really help diversify and mitigate risk. And today, we really just dove right into those non-performing notes and her goal of helping 100 families this year. Yeah, like we said earlier, this is a newer topic for us to, to bring on the show, but we're super excited because we think there's a lot of opportunity there, uh, especially if somebody's looking to diversify their portfolio. So we're very excited to jump into the show today. But before we do, we want all our listeners to know that we truly appreciate you tuning in. If you'd like to show some love and haven't done so already, please make sure to subscribe to the show and leave us a rating and written review. It really helps us attract more guests, grow the podcast, and ultimately provide better information for everyone listening. Also, if you're a passive real estate investor or looking to learn more about passive investing, then check out our website at twosmartassets.com. There you can find our passive investing guide and apartment syndication sample deal that will have you primed and ready for when the real opportunities come your way. Also, check us out on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. We're posting some great content on there, so make sure to follow us and start connecting. All right, now that's out of the way, let's jump into today's episode with Susan Elliott. Susan, it's great to see you. Welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, we're excited to have you here. Thank you. Very excited. Uh, very excited about talking about this topic. Uh, before we jump into that, let's just start by taking uh, a bit of time and give our listeners uh, some more context about who you are and your background. Yeah, thanks. Well, I came to real estate investing because I kind of hit this financial crisis moment in my adult life and realized I had devoted over a decade to just having big epic adventures and like the experience richness in life, like great relationships, great met my husband and the Yangtze River in China. I've traveled all over the world. I've gotten to teach people how to travel all over the world and to, and to take on whitewater kayaking as just something that transforms their life. But I never really focused on the finance side of things. So I thought, oh, gosh, I've got to get a real job. That's what you do, right? Right? When you want to have some financial right. stability. But so I went back and I became a river engineer. I get to play in river systems still. I get to um, make river systems more healthy and take out dams that are antiquated 
equated and not necessary anymore, all that fun stuff. But it never led to this sort of, oh, I feel good about my finances now. Oh, I'm blindly putting money into the stock market. That just never <laughs> felt good. And so at the time when we were buying our, our first home, I was like, this is going to be a rental. Like we're going we're gonna to buy this house and then we're going to buy another one, another one, another one, another one, and go down that path. And I I um I just dove into real estate investing and I found that I loved it. I'd never expected it, but it filled this hole in my life that I'd done so much to promote um you know getting outdoors for people, promote even supporting nonprofits and doing work for the advocacy of river systems and wilderness spaces, but I really missed the social piece and real estate fills the social piece for me. So um, I quickly found some amazing partners. We all loved notes. We had started to learn about notes amongst other things. We had built up single family portfolios, got into short term rentals. Um, but just the landlording thing was exhausting, especially when you have a full time job and you're a mother and you also want to train for marathons and do other fun things in this world. So, um, so notes just, we were really attracted to it. And luckily I found partners who were equally as excited about it because it's an, it's, it's kind of a hidden, hidden world of real estate investing. It's getting into the mortgage side of it. So, um, we built a company and are loving it so far. And yeah, that's kind of, that's kind of what got me here. You know, you have a great story and I love to hear that, you know, the adventure side. I think it's amazing. You know, I'm a bit jealous because I wish I could do some of that stuff. Uh, but I kind of want to touch on something, you know, before we jump into the main topic, which is note investing. But, you know, most of us who have gone down this rabbit hole of real estate investing, we didn't start out, you know, working our careers are kind of what you've mentioned before. And, you know, most of us had some other type of career and then discovered basically the benefits of real estate investing acted on it. Right. Um, but what we've found in our own lives and with some of our past guests we've had on the show is that there are skills that we've used in our careers that have transferred well into real estate investing, into the real estate investing world. For you, are there, were there any skills or similarities you found that transferred from, you know, what you did before into the real estate investing? Absolutely. Absolutely. From both being a river guide and being an engineer, right? So as a river guide, I get to um, you know, talk about risk mitigation or being an elite kayaker all over the world. I would, I'd be paddling with some of the, the best paddlers in the world and running big waterfalls and you're constantly evaluating risk. And um, so to be able to, to like, look at a, an entire scenario about what's going to happen to be able to be taking other people into that environment, you have to be mitigating risk the whole time, but you're also having to, um, you know, help those people feel comfortable and safe in that environment. And it really is, like I said, you're kind of guiding them through this transformational process. So especially when you're teaching someone to paddle. So I was giving them the skills to be able to then go and tackle whitewater on their own, which is incredibly intimidating. Um, and, and people, you know, they need, they need the education, they need the support, they need the, um, the partnership in that. So all of those skills go right into to real estate investing, especially when we're working in partnerships and when we're working with groups of people um, to, to tackle some bigger investments. And then of course the engineering side is like, I'm a scientist and engineer side of my brain is like heavy in the analysis. I can build you a model spreadsheet, like you've never seen it. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so that, that having that analytical side of it, I think is, is what makes real estate investing like really understandable for me because I, I get the finance the, the financial model behind it. I get the, um, the long-term projections. I understand all of that. So that absolutely transfers over, but, um, but just working with people from being a guide is really, really helpful. I find that I love helping our partners learn more about this and transform their own lives through creating investment strat, better investment strategies for their families. 
That's amazing. And, you know, I think that the, when it, when you break it down, really, most people that we talk to, even I found in my own life, is really, it's either one or the other, right? Really good at analysis or we're a people person, you know, we're out there shaking hands and, you know, really talking to people, forming the groups. And I think that you have both of them is amazing. It's an amazing pair of qualities to have to, to get into real estate investing. I mean, just in general, it really any business, but to be able to get into real estate investing that, I think it's amazing. So, Congratulations. That's a, that, that's pretty, that's pretty awesome for sure. So let's just start diving and let's try, let's um, turn a little bit and let's start talking about notes. You know, there are many different paths into the real estate investing world. Typically everyone has a reason why they chose one niche over the other. I know earlier you mentioned, you know, didn't want to be a landlord. Uh, but with that being said, uh, what were some other reasons you chose to focus on note investing? Was there something about note investing that really drew you to it? Yeah. Yeah. I really like note investing because I feel like I can make a huge positive impact on a very discreet person or family, you know, um, by purchasing the notes that we purchase, we purchase notes where borrowers are struggling, borrowers, owner occupied are struggling to pay their mortgage. So they're already in default. They're already at a place where the bank is about to foreclose on them, about to abandon them. But by us going in and purchasing their, those notes at a steep discount, because those banks don't want those assets on their portfolio, on their, um, on their books, we have the opportunity to go in and do even more creative refinance strategies with that borrower. So we're able to talk with them through our licensed servicer, through our licensed debt collectors that we work with in every state, and we're able to restructure their payment plans. And that, that is a moment in our personal wealth building, you know, as a society, the, the, the home ownership, right? It's like the door to building generations of wealth for people behind you or not, right? So the statistics are that if, if we can keep our house, um, it kind of opens the door to more to more wealth building and especially sets the stage for the, the future generations. So for me, that was just really tangible and that notes help, like it's like I can point to the exact people that it's helping. Mm. Um, so that, that turned me on a lot to it. I also like that I can evaluate notes in any state in the country. We only work in non-judicial states. So where those are states where the foreclosure timeline is a little bit faster, right? It's a little bit easier to foreclose because ultimately that is our, our risk mitigation. We need to be able to know that if, if we have to foreclose, we're still going to make our baseline returns. Um, so the goal is not to foreclose, but we're obviously underwriting in case that were to happen. So that's why I talk about foreclosure a lot here, but um, so I can work from anywhere and I can work in all of those states. I get local boots on the ground. I get a local realtor to go out there because we might need their services later on if that house does foreclose um, to be able to evaluate the asset value, but I can do it from anywhere. So those two factors of note investing, you know, and then it's a really scalable model. Um, my partners and I, I have two partners that that are part of Flow State Investing, the, the company that we founded to do this. And we were doing this on our own, but we were finding that all of our sellers said, can you buy more? Can you buy more from us? We'll give you better discounts if you just buy more. So it's a great model to scale as well. Perfect. Perfect. I think there's a lot there that I want to unpack, but I want to back up a little bit and talk about just like the basic fundamentals of a note. You know, some people might out there might not be super familiar with, uh, you know, note investing or really just the term note because maybe they're confused. Maybe there's a couple, Absolutely. Different, types of, couple different types of notes. Can you, can you go in a little bit uh, detail about, you know, what a note is and what that looks like and how that works as an investment? Absolutely. Absolutely. This is something that is super common, even among really experienced real estate investors to, to like, it's just a mindset shift to understand like, wait a minute, it's the paper that's the asset. So a note is the, the terms and conditions of your mortgage. The mortgage is like the glue 
that secures the collateral or house to that paper, right? That makes the paper valuable. It means that if you don't follow those terms and conditions set in that paper, that we have the legal right to take um, take ownership of the property as our collateral. So it is a debt vehicle. Um, it can be an asset in that way because it cash flows, right? Your, your owners or your borrowers are paying monthly payments every month. And that interest payment is really high in the beginning of your mortgage payments. I'm sure we've all seen amortization schedules and thought, oh my goodness, I am paying so much money to the bank compared to what is owed. Well, being a note investor is like being the bank. Um, it's pretty good. And what's, um, you know, there's all kinds of good things about it. So that's just general owning a performing note. So a performing note is one where the borrower is just making payments, right? I am a, I have a performing, I'm a performing borrower in the house that I'm filming this in, right? This is my, my home, my home office, my home, my home home, because <laughs> we're all home these days. But right. um, so I'm performing on my notes. Well, we can also go in and there's this value add strategy to note investing where I can buy those default mortgages. Someone's struggling to make payments, um, but we see clues in the history of their payment schedule or in their um, in the house as it sits, you know, they're taking really good care of it. That's a really good clue that they want to keep it, right? They've been paying for a long time. Maybe they have some equity in the house. They probably want to keep it, but they might need a little bit of extra support, meaning um, maybe we can extend their term. We can change the, the percentage. We can do something to lower those monthly payments so that they can start getting back on track. So I can take a non-performing note and work with the borrower and create a performing note. I buy the non-performing note at a steep discount so that I can then sell the performing notes at closer to, um, to, to full price, essentially. It's like the fix and flip of, of the real estate, of the note world, right? Um, so buying an undervalued asset, improving it, and then selling it um, for a, a good chunk of change. <laughs> I appreciate the fact that you're able to kind of like break that down in like really simple terms. Like it makes it, I mean, cause I'm pretty new to this entire idea as it is. And uh, like it, you make it pretty easy to follow, but I'm curious, like, you know, in, in general, you know, there's a lot of pros and cons, you know, with every type of investing, investing in notes, I'm sure is no different, you know, and I understand, you know, as you mentioned before, one of the benefits of being able to, uh, uh, uh being, I'm sorry, one of the benefits of being, you know, that we can structure this note in such a way that it gives that homeowner an opportunity to stay there, right? To me, that's like basically the biggest benefit of all. You know, it's a clear win-win if we can keep you in your house and some of us make a little bit of money as well, like everybody, man, it's win-win all day. What, in your in your opinion, like what are some of the other kind of pros and cons that come along with this type of investment, like whether it's obvious or not? Yeah, great question. Great question. Yep, because it's not for everybody. It's not for every goal. I would say that as um, you know, our capital partners that come in and bring um, bring money to the deal, we create we create partnerships. We also have a fund model too. But um, I would say that if your number one goal is to receive monthly passive cash flow, that this isn't the strategy to start with. Um, and I say start with because these are shorter term investments. We, our target is to have money back to our investors in a year. So 12 to 18 months. So they're a little bit shorter, meaning that if you can wait a year, you all of a sudden have a pot of cash you can use as cash flow at that point. But there's no guarantee that we're going to receive passive cash flow through this. Um, and now if our borrower does start getting back on track, then we yes, we do have monthly distributions. But there is a chance that we might have to go to one of our other exit strategies, in which case, we wouldn't get that payout into the end. So that's one thing that if you need that monthly cash flow right away, don't start with notes necessarily, or don't start with non-performing non notes. 
performing notes may be, may be great for you. Um, I would also say that another risk is that you, you know, if, if you don't know what you're doing, you could lose all your money really quickly. So this could look really good on paper, but if you don't know that you have to check a million due diligence boxes, we look at the due diligence behind the actual asset, behind the paper trail, behind the title, behind the, the liens, all of the back taxes, anything that we might find or might be missing. So you have to even know what you don't see in that paper trail. And then we're doing due diligence on the borrower, on the person. So pulling credit histories, doing background checks, doing all kinds of things that give us clues that this person is going to pay us. Um, and that this person is not gonna just try to like put us through the ringer, right? So there's clues in that as well. So I think that if you're getting into notes, it's really important you go with a solid operator who knows what they're doing, has been doing this for a long time because you can lose, you can lose a lot of money that way. And I think the third thing I would say is that um, note investing is um, the the income, you know, so it's it's a great thing to do inside of a retirement account. It's a great thing to do to build up savings accounts, but there's no, uh, there's not big tax benefits to it because you don't own the physical asset. You own mm. the paper and it's interest income. Um, it is often long-term capital gains if we can get it, you know, if, if we can hold it for a little bit longer, which we often do. Um, but if you're looking for big write-offs, then, you know, what I'd like to say is this is the velocity model. This is where you generate large chunks of cash to then go put in somewhere that you can defer, you can, you can get some tax strategy benefits from, right? But we're, we're looking to like grow cash fast in the velocity model, get that cash turning back. That's why we don't hold the performing notes. Typically we want to get them sold and get that money moving again, get it working harder. So um, we're in that kind of like beginning stage of wealth building where you just want to want to grow it quicker. Um, those are the three that come to mind. for Sure. For oh, oh, yeah. I appreciate that. Like, and you, you mentioned just in due diligence and, you know, we, a lot of this show, we focus on this, the, the passive investors, you know, we want to bring knowledge to people who, you aren't the active participants, you know, within this. And, and this is kind of like a, a multi-part question. I think they all kind of time together, but I don't know how to ask this. So I'm just going to fire away. Like what is, what is your due diligence process look like as a company? Oh, okay. So I'm thinking about this as a, as a passive investor, like what does your due diligence process look like as a company? Like how do you spot a good note from a bad one? And what advice can you give to a passive investor when it comes to them doing their due diligence? And, and what is like, what does that past investors due diligence look like in a situation like this? Like you you have direct information to this, right? And, but as a past investor, do I have that? Great. Well, sort of direct information. I wonder what you mean exactly by that. But what I would say is that, um, you know, what we give is we give every investor a due diligence report on the specific assets that we've found that will we want to present to them. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and, and we provide education on going through that due diligence report. So this is why we report the different types of values. This is why we kind of run out different exit strategies and, and projected, you know, sort of based on historic returns on that. So we're, we're doing a lot of education in the beginning. You know, I'm on, I'm on, because of, because of the, that notes aren't the first thing we think of when we think of real estate investing. Um, mm -hmm. I do a lot, a lot of education with our investors because once that once that wheel clicks in there and they kind of understand where how we're performing our due diligence um and basically you know that whole time i'm talking to about our the track record that we've done this before that we work with people who have done this before that we learn from people who've been doing this for 20 years you know and and we've got them on our team you know we've got 
the systems built to be able to, to, to really know what we're doing. So I would say that for passive investors who want to get into notes to talk about to ask them very nitty gritty, what do you look for in a due diligence report? What kinds of specific things are you looking for in the market? What kind of specific things are you looking for? It's, it's a lot of the similar stuff that we do when we're evaluating um, a rental property out of state or a multifamily property out of state. So, um, because you could end up selling that property, right? But the key here, the difference in that types, those types of real estate investing and note investing is looking at the paperwork and the borrower. And so if you don't know anything about what to look for, then ask your operator, well, what are you, what are you trying to find in the title history? What are you trying to find? What might come up that you would, you know, would cause you concern? You know, there are certain types of bankruptcies that we could see on our reports that we might, you know, second guess whether we want to work with that borrower. We can also see clues in there that like, oh, this borrower is just trying to like, keep their house and not pay for as long as they possibly can. And there's things that doing this a long time, you're going to be able to catch those. Sure. Um, so, yeah. So just making sure that you understand that there's unique things about the due diligence. Um, I, I don't want to take this too far, to, like too far off the rails here, but like in, in your opinion, okay. So with everything like that's been going on, let's say in the last you know 16 months, like in your opinion, like, what do you think the the short term outlook is for investing in notes, you know, or, or deal flow as it pertains to like COVID twenty twenty? Like we know the uh, just a few days ago, you know, we know the eviction moratorium has been extended. I know that there's a lot of people out there that really could be under risk of foreclosure. You know, what are your thoughts on how that's kind of playing out? Yeah, absolutely. I think that there's a lot of borrowers out there who need a little bit more support. And I think that there's a lot of borrowers, you know, I mean, just in the numbers, there's like $9.8 billion of excess um, of excess money in, in late stage default mortgages than there were in 2019 at the end of 2020. So there's a, there could be a ton of extra supply coming down of people who are not who are in default already. I would like to think that because of the pandemic was just this very external thing that was just brought down on all of us, that these are people that didn't necessarily want to lose their jobs. And they're not necessarily going to stay unemployed for a long period of time, but sure. it might take them a little while to get back up to the point where they were before. They've depleted their emergency savings. They've been unemployed. They're not really the ones getting new mortgages now, right? They can't refinance out of anything. So I do think that the supply is going to go up here in the next couple of years. Um, what's nice about the note world is that it doesn't just flood the market immediately. We start to see like a trickle of, of assets being released. But what we might see is that banks even are starting to release some assets that they've been holding on to, but trying to sell, maybe not trying to sell really hard um, because they have you know, sort of assets that they've had for a little while because they see the flood kind of coming in towards them as well. So we might even see assets that weren't necessarily as a result of the pandemic in 2020, but we're seeing them because they're getting pushed out quicker because there's there's more stuff coming in the pipeline. Um, you know, another thing to note is that we don't work in government-backed mortgages. So the, all the foreclosure moratoriums are only applicable to um, to government back more government back mortgages. So we sense. a lot of our um, a lot of our supply is not is not impacted that by that. Now, the pandemic did put a lot of um, hurdles in place for getting foreclosures to move through the process of foreclosing because there weren't people in their offices to do the work that it takes to move. So, so things were held up a little bit last year, but it seems like most people are getting back to work these days and 
um, where they have jobs. But that's a little bit of the outlook. You know, there's some people saying that now that forbearance, you know, people are working out forbearance with their mortgages, that they're able to get back on track with their original lender. And I hope that that's the case because it's it's better. But those banks also will likely want to get rid of some of those assets even. So even though the borrowers are paying, they have a little bit of stain on their history. There was this modification moment where they weren't receiving, where payments were tacked onto the end in a forbearance. Um, and so banks might even start to try to get rid of those assets a little bit of a discount um, because they're slightly higher risk than someone who's just been paying regularly the whole time. That makes sense. Yeah, that's that's a great explanation. I definitely appreciate you touching on that topic for sure. And and to be to be completely honest, we know a few investors who are interested in notes, so we'll make sure to uh, direct them your way for sure, Susan. Okay. Absolutely. But you know, it's been a great conversation. Before we get out of here, we want to take some time and shine the spotlight on you. So uh, we know you have a guide, a uh, notes guide that uh, you might be able to tell our listeners about. And anything else that uh, you want to tell our listeners, just go ahead. Yeah, great. Well, my company is Flow State Investing. You can find us at flowstateinvesting.com. I've got a lot of education there because I know that this is a new concept for even, even experienced real estate investors. So I'm happy to jump on a call and talk to you about this. Um, if you sign up for our investor circle, you'll get a link to my call schedule. Um, and feel free to just email me. I'm Susan at flowstateinvesting.com. And if you do want to download that field guide, it's on our website. Um, it's a good like kind of five page, five step how to get into notes. I do think that notes are a great way to diversify your investing strategy. Um, it's a great way to amplify your cash growth and then be able to kind of build wealth really quickly. Um, and so I, I hope that everybody can find like a little piece of their portfolio to put in notes. It's a great way to diversify things. So anytime you want to reach out, follow me on all the social channels too. On Instagram, I'm she seeks flow and Susan Hollingsworth, Susan Hollingsworth Elliott on most other channels. So yeah, I look forward Perfect. to sharing it. Perfect. Yeah, we'll make sure to put all that stuff in the show notes so they can reach out to you when they need to. I know we're going to continue this conversation for sure because I'm super interested. So that's a, uh, I'm very excited. But uh, Susan, it's been great having you on the show. Really appreciate you taking the time to speak with us today. Well, thanks for having me, guys. It's been a pleasure. Hey, thanks for listening to today's episode. Head over to iTunes to subscribe to the show. And while you're there, we really appreciate you leaving a rating and written review. If you have any questions or topics you'd like to hear on the show, Connect with us on social media or through our website at twosmartassets.com. We look forward to speaking to each and every one of you. Talk to you soon.